This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode number 556 of the Good Neighbor Podcast, and we have yet another good neighbor. It's Adam Pinnell, and he's with Millennium Physician Group Physical Therapy. Adam, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing terrific, and uh, looking forward to our conversation here. You know, I, I always love talking with folks who really wake up in the morning and go to bed at night with one thing in mind, and that's to help folks like us live a better quality of life. So uh, let's get into what you're doing there at Millennium Physician Group Physical Therapy. Tell us about it. Well, the the Physicians Group was founded in 2008, and uh, it's grown very quickly uh, and has become one of the largest uh, comprehensive primary care physician groups in the state, um, currently with over 550 providers. Uh, in addition to the primary care, they, they have specialties, uh, imaging labs, and physical therapy services. Uh, I oversee the physical therapy department. Uh, and we currently have nine offices that, that span from Naples to Venice, three in Naples, one in Bonita Springs, uh, one in Fort Myers, and one in Cape Coral. Uh, I joined Millennium in 2014, and it's, it's just been really exciting to watch this business grow while doing it the right way, uh, taking good care of their patients, focusing on their, their um, employees, and, and creating a good work environment. Yeah, nothing better than being involved in a company with a great culture, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's awesome. So what about your journey, Adam? Tell us a little bit about how you got into the physical therapy world and how you ended up there. Well, it's it's one of those uh, kind of odd things as a, as a kid. I remember telling everybody I wanted to be a physical therapist, even though really? I don't necessarily know if I knew what that was. <laughs> Uh, somebody probably told me that it was, uh, easy and they made a lot of money, but, uh, as, as I (laughs) have since found that that's not necessarily the case, but, um, I've always been into sports and, uh, just really fascinated by the human body and how it works and heals and gets stronger. Uh, and, and I really have a genuine affection for getting to know people and being able to help them. Uh, so over my, my years, I, I found that it was a really good fit for me. I played football in college, and I was I was fortunate enough to made avoid any major injuries. But uh, I know you uh, wrestled, and and Barb has a history with uh, gymnastics, and, yeah. and so you know the you know the toll it takes on your body, and and yeah. having some rehab and preventative care, and and that really exposed me to the profession, and and got me to to really appreciate it, and and see what what our bodies are capable of, and and that kind of just pushed me right in that direction. Wow. Good for you. Where'd you play football? A uh, small school in Northwest Louisiana called Northwestern State University. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We were 1AA at the time, which is now the um, championship sub, uh, subdivision. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. So, yeah, you're, I mean, you nailed it. it it's funny. I, uh, both Barb and I, we probably make more use of physical therapy uh, post-sports uh, than, than during our sports career. But, you know, it's it's uh, and, and maybe we'll get into that a little bit. We talk about myths and misconceptions, you know, just just I keep coming back to the quality of life. You know, why put up with nagging injuries that, that you and I both know are only going to just amplify into something real serious. We're going to have to deal with it at some point. Why not nip it in the bud, which, uh, 
you know, which is what I love about what, what you do there. What about when it comes to mis misconceptions? What do you hear in the physical therapy world that you can uh, maybe educate our listeners? I would say the biggest misconception is kind of a joke that PT stands for uh, pain and torture. That, that <laughs> uh, no pain, no gain uh, mentality when it comes to rehab and I think that's the the biggest uh, misconception. There there are times certain types of surgeries and scar tissues that that's that's an uncommon exception. But uh, for the most part, people should realize that that pain is your body's way of of telling you that something is wrong, and that something shouldn't be ignored. the uh, The premise obviously comes from the the sports and and wellness side, where healthy individuals are pushing their boundaries, which is fine, and in the right context. Uh, but you know, if I'm out for a run and my legs start getting tired and I want to try to challenge my endurance, that's good. If my Achilles tendon hurts or my <laughs> chest is hurting, that's not me being weak. You know, that's body awareness. That's the heart of athleticism and, and being able to recognize that and either change what you're doing or, or uh, slow down and condition yourself where you can tolerate. It's really uh, probably one of the biggest problems that we see, especially as people age, they still want to be able to beat themselves up a little bit uh, in the name of wellness. And, and sometimes that's just a little too much. Yeah. Yeah. I know you're, uh, and I know you have a history within uh, the, the health and wellness field. And, and the other side is I, I think it's important that people uh, realize that they need to be able to define their own wellness, you know, you look at somebody that goes to the gym and works out three hours a day, seven days a week. And, and honestly, that's probably a problem as well, but you shouldn't be comparing yourself to that. Yeah. You know, you should find what's the right uh, health and wellness program for yourself and, and take the small uh, steps to get there. And by comparing yourself to the, to the, the top tier people, it just becomes a dissatisfier or, or it makes us unmotivated to, to keep yeah. moving forward. Yeah, it's discouraging. You think, boy, I'm, I'm, I'm never going to get there. You know, what's the point, right? Right. Yeah. You know, it's interesting you say that. I mean, it brings me back to our health club years and, and I used to do a lot of speaking. And, and for me, the message was, you don't need to join a health club, just be active. I mean, just simply walk around the block. And, and it, it, it came to mind again with COVID where everything was shut down last year. And Barb and I would just take the dog out and go for just a nice walk around the neighborhood. And I was amazed at how when I did get back to the gym, I didn't lose a thing. I felt great. I was energized. You know, my cardiovascular was still right where it was. So it doesn't, you're right on. It doesn't take that much to enhance your health. I mean, it's, uh, it's powerful. I think that's a, that's the key too, is, is, is people always feel like at some point I'm going to become motivated, you know, and that's going, that's going to drive me to start acting on it. Uh, and, and that's just not the way our brains work. Like we, yeah. we have to act first. And as you act, as you start taking a small walk, as you start doing those things, that's when they, um, the motivation kicks in after the actions and, and, you know, I, I would love to see more people being comfortable making those those small changes and, and not comparing themselves to others. Uh, about uh, three years ago, I completed an Ironman triathlon, uh, 140 miles. 
Oh. And I realized in the in the middle of that that there's an extent where that's not healthy either. Yeah. yeah. You know, if people are, are pushing themselves to that level, um, you know, there comes a time where uh, that's too much. You know, you, you shouldn't be uh, neglecting all the other aspects of your life and, yes. and riding your bike for six hours a day. It, it's a great accomplishment if you want to push yourself to that level. But if, if somebody's comparing themselves to that and feeling out of shape because other people are capable of doing that stuff, they're really missing the mark. Yeah. Yeah. It's called balance, right? You know, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's that's great, man. I could talk this stuff all day long. This is cool. Uh, <laughs> but what about outside the office, Adam? What are you doing for fun? Well, I, I have a, a wife and and my two boys, Colin and Cash, uh, and and really my family's defines my happiness. Yeah. You know, we we love spending time together. We love going camping. Uh, you know, any anything that gets us together. Uh, personally, you know, I mentioned that I do the triathlons and, uh, I also enjoy some, some woodworking and, and little wood projects like that using my hands. Wow. So, uh, like when you say woodworking, are, are you talking like whittling, uh, or are you talking about like remodeling, uh, kitchens or uh, how do you define that? I'd say all of the above. I, I wow. do some wood turning. I, I make things as small as, uh, ink pens and, and oh, yeah. I, I've, made all the uh you know bedroom furniture and stuff in my house so i do wow. uh, entertainment centers and kitchens and and all the way down to little vases and bowls and stuff like that so i do a little bit of everything <laughs> that's great was, was that like you started doing that as a kid in shop class or or is that something that caught on later in life oh, I, I love the premise i i think when we were younger my dad did that more out of necessity you know they yeah. needed uh they didn't really have the money to 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 uh buy kitchen tables and stuff and and over time he just got better and and his techniques improved and i always watched that and kind of the same thing as we first got out of school with the student loans and and started remodeling the house and and uh but i, I really found a, a passion for creating stuff and uh and the wood turning a uh, friend of mine had a lathe and the kids were into Harry Potter at the time. And I said, well, let's figure out how to make some magic wands for all their there friends. And, and <laughs> just, just kind of grown from there. Uh, that's awesome. Wow. Wow. How about uh, when it comes to hardship, life challenge, Adam, what comes to mind a period of time that you were able to make it through the other side? And now you can look back and say, Hey, I'm better for it. I'm stronger. Oh, good question. You know, that's, that's always hard when you're, when you're struggling to recognize mm -hmm. that, that there will be another side where you, you, you feel like you are, are stronger because of it. You know, I, I would say the biggest thing that I've overcome personally was, uh, years ago I had uh, brain surgery for a, a benign brain tumor and, mm -hmm. uh, that, that was tough. You know, I went from, uh, you know, doing Ironmans and playing racquetball and basketball to, to falling once a week. You know, it, it, um, it, it got where I, I couldn't ride a bike. I couldn't do the things uh, I really wanted. And it, it not only made me more appreciative, but it really renewed my passion for what I do. Yeah. You know, I went from trying to perform my best uh, to just trying to be able to walk for the, to the bathroom at night without losing my balance. And uh, seeing that kind of impact that, that being physically limited, uh, you know, has on your life. I see a lot of, of older patients with, with balance issues and, 
you know, a lot of times they would say, well, I don't, I don't want to use a cane. You know, that's, that's for an old person. And in my mind, I'd be thinking, you're 90 years old. You, you are old, <laughs> you know, use the cane. <laughs> but I had that surgery and I, here I was 37 years old and I'd want to go for a walk and say, either I'm going to fall or people are going mm. to think I'm drunk or on drugs. Yeah. I have to use this cane when I go out for safety. And I, I realize it's really not about being old. It's about feeling old. Mm. And, uh, you know, a lot of us define ourselves by, by our actions and what we can do and, and what things we're able to accomplish. Uh, and, and so losing that ability, whether it's something small or whether it's something, you know, really large, even being able to work, uh, you know, it can really challenge our sense of purpose, our, our value and our pride, even our identity. So um, being able to recognize the importance of, of maintaining the ability to, to walk, to walk around the block, to go into a grocery store, getting in and out of your car, you know, just the mm. smallest things, getting out of bed without pain. Like it, it creates a, a huge impact on your life and you don't always realize it until you're in a situation where you lose it. Wow. Wow. Thank you for, for sharing that. Yeah. You know, it's one of those every day is a, is a blessing. And when you've lived with pain and you get out of it, boy, what a, what a difference. Uh, I mean, Barb went through knee replacement a few years ago and um, put up with pain for, she blew out her posterior cruciate ligament in gymnastics, you know, talking okay. about it. So, so she, fortunately, you know, she, she was able to get through three or how many decades with it. Um, but it was always a, a painful, you know, she could always tell days before snow was coming or rain was coming in Pennsylvania, you know, just based on the pain in her knee and all that. And, uh, she continues to talk now it's three, four years past knee replacement, how great life is, how much better she feels without having the pain all the time. It's, uh, I mean, night and day, right? I mean, it's so draining. Was that a vaulting injury? It was um, uh, almost. It was a dismount from uh, 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 the para. What is it? The double bars, the uneven bars. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you think of gymnastics and like what a better expression of like complete control of your body and able ability to do things. Yeah. And then the transition that to like I can't walk down a flight of stairs without having to to take it one step at a time. I mean. Yeah. It, you know, it's like, yes, you're, you're able to do, but, but it, it does take a toll on you mentally to, to, to lose that ability, you know? Yeah. And you'll get a, you'll get a chuckle from this because this was back in the seventies, um, which physical therapy was kind of a non-existent at that, that point. And the, the therapy was go home and soak your leg in a, a hot bath. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just, uh, you know, yeah, again, after- you know, What's that? Uh, and then at some point they moved forward to, to going from a cold <laughs> bath to a hot bath and back to a cold bath. <laughs> cold bath, <laughs> yes, yes. Ice, yep. So, uh, boy, it, it's, uh, yeah, so thankful we are where we are and, and folks like you and, and certainly Millennium that can get us back out there, whether it's on the field or just back into life without all that pain and unnecessary suffering. So, um you just never know where these conversations are going to go. I'm going to get us back on track here. <laughs> um, one thing you wish our listeners knew about Millennium Physician Group Physical Therapy, what would that be? 
for for the millennium as a whole, I, I have a, a unique perspective there because I, I am both a provider. I, I do hands-on patient care and I'm within the leadership role. Uh, when we go to our, our leadership training and meetings, I, I'm one of the few people in the room that that is a, a direct care provider. Most of the people in our room are, are background and in, in business and, uh, you know, marketing and that sort of thing. And it always amazes me how dedicated everyone is to providing exceptional care. It, it's it's really fascinating. If somebody starts as a nurse and they work their way up through an organization, like you understand that they have a root in patient care. But for people that never were hands-on, uh, it it's always amazes me how there's this, uh, you know, culture of, of emphasizing taking care of, of people. Uh, you know, we're in a, a global climate now where there's there is a bit of uh, feeling of distrust or greed uh, from the health community, and you know, I, I just wish everyone understood that that there's a very large group of caring and compassionate people out there who only want to help our patients and community. Uh, you know, everybody needs to do something. We need to earn a living, but that we could choose to do anything. And, and the reason I choose to be a therapist with Millennium is because, you know, I, I get rewarded and fulfilled by the ability to take care of people and, and trying to help them and, and make a difference in their lives. And, you know, at the end of the day, I, I think a lot of it comes into intent and, and I, I would like that everybody is able to understand that, that our intent is to be, you know, providing care and helping others. Yeah. Great, great message. Adam, I know we have listeners who want to get in touch. Uh, what's the best way for them to do so? Um, they can always reach out to me via email. I'm happy to, to respond and, and follow up. Uh, so adam.panell, uh, P-E-N-N-E-L-L, at mpgus.com. And uh, you know, I look forward to, to hearing from some people. Oh, terrific. Well, Adam, it's been a lot of fun, and I know our listeners really appreciate it, uh, you sharing, uh, and uh, we wish you the best going forward there. Absolutely. It's been an honor. I, I love your podcast, and I love what you're doing there, so I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to goodneighborpodcast.com. That's goodneighborpodcast.com, or call us at 239-224-4105.